Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. Hey church, happy December 27th from our home, man. Happy pre-New Year. Hey, pre-New Year. That is a great term. I like that. This is Pastor Chad on Sunday morning. From our house. From our house. It's so fun. I love this Sunday, the last Sunday of the year, because it's a hinge Sunday. And it's that time where we close out the past year and we're opening the door on a new year. And whatever we all feel about the past year, whatever you're anticipating for the new year, you know what? There is something really incredible that God's got for you, that God's got for his church in this coming season. And so we're excited yeah. about this message today. Yeah, we are. And it's, you know, this is, I don't think any of us have ever been as excited for a new year as we are for this year. It's, it's so true. You know, the new year, it's something we talk about. A lot of times we talk about That's resolutions yes. and I don't know, you're, you're, you might be like me, a little bit mixed no, about the term resolutions, no resolutions, but I want to talk about re-solutions. Ooh, so that's we, a good one. And we I want like to talk one. about that it's it's going back to the it's solutions. Really you know, so many things, I'm just reminded so of the, the yeah. book of Deuteronomy where Moses yes. stood up and instructed the people and he, he said, I call to your remembrance. Yes. And that, it's, it's really an, another re-word. Re. And uh, he... It was not to teach them something they didn't know, but yeah. it was to remind them of truths that's they really did know, right. but had maybe forgotten. And yeah, so really often it, we we learn things throughout our life, but then we, we forget them. And so sometimes we've got solutions yeah. at points in our that's life, true. and then we've kind of ab abandoned those or solutions. life has gotten crazy and we or, just forget. And we just forget. So we true. forget the power of, of certain uh, of beliefs, the, yeah. pers the, the power of certain habits. And yeah. so we want to look at today the re-solution. And that, that prefix re, it carries with it the, an image of doing something again. Yeah. Just going yeah. back and doing something again. And uh, this is going back mm -hmm. to the solution. You know, I wish my life, uh, if it was a chart, I wish it would just kind of like climb <laughs> steadily. But I, to be honest, I, I would say, especially in this last year, yeah. uh, if my life was a chart, it would look more like the EKG on like, you know, a dying patient. I, I would be kind of flatlined a lot of times. I was going to say, strong, weak, strong, weak. Oh, maybe dead, maybe dead. Beep, oh, beep. no, there's a little bit the of light there. Comes. And then it's it like comes. June. Woo! Um, you know, the simple... The simple fact is if living vibrantly yeah. was easy to do, yeah. we would all do it regularly, but it can be a challenge. And especially in, in years, mm. um, in years like we've had. And so it, it's spiritual vitality. It, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like an iceberg that, oh, you know, the, the, the 10% is kind of what everybody sees of you, but, but the, all the all the the, the substance of spiritual right. life is actually all under the surface, right. yeah. and and this this resolution this is about reinforcing that ninety percent under the surface That's that really maybe nobody else sees, but you're aware of it, and and God's aware of it, yeah. and this is this is where our relationship with God takes place, and so there's there's some things to get back to the resolution. There's a few things that uh, need to take place. One, I think you need to reflect. And I yeah, think I think good. we do that um, 
you know, reflecting mm. on 2020, that kind of my general consensus is let's just not talk about it at all. No. Um, <laughs> but we, we actually need to talk about it because I think, I think this is actually going to end up being a very significant Absolutely. year in many people's lives yes. because challenges, oh. they bring out the worst yep. and they bring out the best in us. And it, this is a year that has challenged us all. Yeah, and uh, so we've all experienced mm -hmm. trauma. Uh, yeah. I thought the word trauma at, back in March and April was being a little bit dramatic. Now right. I don't think it's being dramatic at all. I no. think I think Maybe trauma. Yeah, it. it's it's a very descriptive and accurate word for yeah. what many of us are feeling. Difficult times teach us a lot about ourselves, yeah. and they also provide us with an invaluable ex experience mm. and opportunity yeah. to experience God's grace it's very good. in in very I significant like ways. And so, what are some good things that we've learned well I've learned let me just talk about the church I've learned that we have a phenomenal team yes. that does whatever it takes to make church happen and yes and a big rounding sound yes. of a round of team. applause we love you team we love you we love we oh, love you we love you <laughs> Um, and it's, you know, the, the church is filled with a lot of people that just genuinely care yes. for your soul and your health. Yes. And that's what we've learned about the church is that it's, it wasn't just skin deep. Nope. And, uh, that's, uh, what I've learned about myself. I've learned that I don't like being inconvenienced at all. <laughs> uh, I also discovered that a commitment to a healthy internal life is absolutely important yeah. and makes all the difference in yeah. difficult times. Yeah. Little habits do make a big yeah. difference. In this last year, I've d discovered a lot of little habits that uh, I would say I had been on cruise control uh, before this, and just just putting some new mm. new structure and uh, Sabbath, yeah. uh, scripture before work, yep. and scripture before you know social media or the phone. Um, I found that it, boundaries on social media are super important. Oh my gosh, yes. And, uh, and on the news. And then mm -hmm. then deliberate connection with others. Yeah. Uh, taking the time to, to eat yeah. as a family, to uh, slow down and just yeah. not be going all the time, which some of us just got no choice at this time. Uh, and then regular times of just silence and solitude and, and making yeah. sure that uh, there is regular scheduled time for a relationship with God. And uh, I've discovered some, you know, very, very positive and beneficial things yeah. in this past year through yeah. through these new habits. Yeah. Very good. So what about you? What am I looking at? I'm looking at reimagine. There is nothing like hunger to get you imagining. Isn't it's that true? true? Yes, when you're is. hungry, I don't know about you, but you start imagining everything. You start imagining what you're gonna eat. You start imagining, for us, Fridays is mm -hmm. family day. And I, I start Googling recipes. <laughs> so, does, so does my daughter. Every once in a while during the day, I get these random texts from Samara, and I can tell she's hungry because she's sending me these Pinterest meals. We should try these. Yes. So, but there's something about hunger that gets us imagining. And you know, the same, you know, I really thought when you, you get, you're getting hungry for food and you're imagining what carbs you're going to eat, that's usually mm -hmm. what happens on f Friday for us. But you know what? What creates hunger in our soul? Well, fasting. Fasting yeah. is an intentional putting ourselves in a state of hunger. Now that could relate, that could mean 
fasting food, like literally there's a physical hunger connected in our physical bodies that connects to, helps us connect to the soul hunger. But I find personally, it's like I can go all day and not even really be hungry. For me, it's fasting other things, whether, mm. you know, it's fasting media or fasting entertainment or fasting, um, you know, other activities or things that are just kind of like the, the cruise control activities or the checkout activities where you just kind of like, I just want to zone out for a while. I find fasting takes on different forms, but fasting actually awakens us to what's going on in our soul, right. what's really been going on. And it awakens us to what we've actually been hungry for and maybe literally, but I think it also awakens us to what we've been maybe hungry for, but we've been feeding our soul the wrong food. Right. And I find that is so true. A lot of times where, you know, that's hunger in the soul happens and we recognize, well, I've been feeding it. I've been feeding my soul. I've been feeding my mind. I've been feeding my emotions, all the wrong kind of food. And that's why it's hungry. It's still right. hungry. And, mm -hmm. and you know, our soul was made to hunger. And you know, if you've been in church, you know, grown up in church or, you know, in any kind of church setting, maybe you were told this as a kid, you know, there is a hole in your heart that Jesus wants to fill. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember yes. hearing that as a kid, there is a hole in your heart. There is a hole in your soul that Jesus wants to fill. And this is true. And you know, even a lot of us might've experienced Jesus filling that hole. He filled our soul and I know I have. And where it's like he comes in and, and that hole is like, it's like he fills it with his presence. And it's like all of a sudden, it's like there is a peace that comes in. There is a contentment, there is a joy. It's like you feel full. You mm -hmm. feel like your life is actually complete. But then something happens. The spiritual stuff that used to fill you and make you full and feel full isn't doing it anymore. Right. And you're actually feeling dissatisfied and hungry. And it, it's easy to think, what's wrong? Like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? And well, actually, you're not doing anything wrong. You're probably exactly where God wants you to be. He wants you to be hungry and dissatisfied. Right. And you know, that's one of the, it's kind of like one of those paradoxes I found about, about Jesus is that while well, he comes in to fill us, he doesn't promise that filling's gonna be complete in this life. But you know what, when that hunger starts, it's like, this is where God is, he allows that hunger to come and that dissatisfaction. And sometimes it's like a restlessness in our soul. Mm -hmm. He allows it to, to help us to remember where our hunger in our soul is actually going to be met, that right. it's met fully in him and, and not the stuff of this world, not even relationships will completely fill that in us. And, and this is where fasting, man, it's such a great opportunity to reconnect with God, but also to, to remind ourselves where our real hunger is going to be met. And you know, I love what Billy Graham said. He said, God made the human heart so big that only he can fill it. God made it demand so much that only he can supply that demand. Isn't that great? That's great. You know what? Fasting is what awakens us to our real need, our need for God, for his presence filling our lives. But you know what? And this is a new thing where even just over this last season where we've really become you know, just learning about fasting and, and just some of the things about fasting. I've fasted for decades, yeah. but I can honestly say in this last season, through some of the practices that yeah. we put in and learning about fasting, this aspect of fasting, listen to this. This is from the book, The Common Rule by yeah. Justin Whitmail Early, and a lot of us have been reading this and going through this. He said, 
He said this where he said, fasting isn't just about us and our need for God. He said, we constantly seek to fill our emptiness with food and other comforts. We ignore our soul and our neighbor's need by medicating with food and drink and other substances or activities or distractions. Regular fasting exposes who we really are and reminds us how broken the world is and draws our eyes to how Jesus is redeeming all things. I just, man, it's so good. And it's good. You know, God made this really clear in Isaiah, where in Isaiah 58, 6 to 9, he said, This is, is this not the fast that I choose to undo the bonds of wickedness, to tear to pieces the ropes of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break apart every enslaving yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry, bring the homeless poor into the house, when you see the naked that you cover him, not to hide yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break out like the dawn and your healing restoration, new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you, leading you to peace and prosperity and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You know, the greatest power of fasting is connecting us to others and Mm -hmm. their needs. So tips on fasting. How do you do it? Well, what you can do, not right now, at the end of the message, you can go to the City Life website, cty.lc. Just hit the search bar and search fasting. It's going to bring you up to a, the frequently asked questions page where there are lots of tips, hmm. lots of great practical things, lots of questions, how to fast if you've never fasted before, what it could look like, how long. I know a lot of us are already planning and talking about starting giving a good portion of the month of January for fasting. One of the things that we're going to be doing as a church January four to six, we're actually joining with a lot of lot of churches across our province that are going to set aside those three days to fast and pray, and and not just fast and pray for ourselves, but to fast and pray for our nation, for our province, for our leadership. And so, January four to six, and so that is how we can begin. Fasting can help us reimagine not just where we're right. at, but even where where we're going and what what the future could look like. It mm-hmm. helps hunger creates that new vision for our future. Another R word, resilient. I like that word, resilience. And you know what? You are hard. I think you're hard pressed to find a more descriptive word for the church. Isn't it true? Like throughout history, there isn't a more resilient entity on the planet than the church. It has survived pestilence. It survived plagues. It survived persecution. It survived, you know, all sorts of things. It survived imprisonment. It survived social ostracizing and mockery. It survived government sanctions. It survived scandal. Like there's been some really bad scandal in the church. It survived theological upheavals and even theological divisions. And you know, while there's a lot of different opinions about different aspects of theology, you know, the fact is the church is still here. It's still alive. It's still stronger than what it has ever been. And you know, I love this description in John 1, 5. It's actually a description of Jesus but it applies to the church too, because the church is Jesus' body here on earth. John right. 1, 5 in the voice says, it describes Jesus being a light that thrives in the depths of darkness, blazes through the murky bottoms. It cannot and will not be quenched. I love that. Isn't mm-hmm. that amazing? God, the light of Jesus in his church, it's actually meant to thrive in the darkness. That's right. It's meant to thrive when things are the worst. That's when the church actually thrives. It doesn't just, you know, survive. It thrives. I love that. And you know, well, why is that good news? Well, 
because this is true of the church, that God's connected community here on the planet, that resiliency, that thriving in darkness, that resiliency bleeds into you and I. Yeah. It bleeds into our life. And I love this definition of resilience. Listen to this. It's resilient means it's the capability of a strained body to recover its size and shape after deformation caused especially by compressive stress. I laughed mm. when I read that. Deformed. Anybody else feel deformed? In this? Compressive stress. <laughs> Compressive stress. It's like one of those squeezy toys that you squeeze them and then they bounce back. You know, those squishy things that yeah. are like those stress relieving things. Yeah. I love those. I, I could use a whole pile of them right now. But, you know, I think if you felt a little bit deformed, your soul has felt deformed in this season. Man, you are not alone. But here's the thing about resilience. Resilience, it's not just about strength. It requires flexibility. Hmm. And uh, see, sometimes strength alone can work to our detriment. And we can work at developing our strengths to such an extreme right. that they start to work against us. Yes, Isn't it true? Yes, it's like when you're working can. out your physical body. If yeah. you just work on strength, just CrossFit, and you don't stretch. You get in trouble. You get injuries. You, do. you know what? And it's same with same with our soul. And you know, and so sometimes we can work on our strengths. We can be really yeah. we can be self-reliant. I got this. Don't need you. I don't need anybody else. Yeah. I can cover it. I don't want to bother you with my problems. I don't want to bother you. I can handle this. Well, yeah. you know what? That sounds noble, but it's exhausting. You know, another area where experience, we can have a lot of experience mm -hmm. in our belt. But sometimes that experience, it can work against us because we don't have new perspectives. We can be locked into, this is, this is just the way it is. It's just, this is the way it happens. This is what happens. And we actually, it, it can stunt or prevent us from experiencing, I think, what God wants to right. do and how he could do something new. And, you know, even focus. Sometimes we can be really focused, very focused people. And we can be so narrow focused we're so focused on the tree, we forget the forest. Right. And we forget our little tree is part of a bigger forest. And one of the coolest stories I heard about flexibility and why this is so important, in the 90s, did you mm -hmm. know this? In the 90s, there were a group of eight scientists. They made this completely self-contained um, environment. They called it Biosphere 2. It was mm -hmm. in Arizona. And there were eight of these scientists. They, they wanted to see the viability of life in outer space. And so it was completely contained right. in this complex compound and they lived there for two years. And this is what's so, this was so cool. They, they created every kind of in ecosystem, little mini ecosystems. They created deserts. They created the rainforest. They even simulated oceans. And so they created pretty mm -hmm. well every like natural environment that you could imagine, every kind of weather element except wind. And this is what they found. Mm -hmm. After a while, these really tall, strong trees started snapping. These trees that in any other night were huge, but they broke because there was no wind to make them strong. Right. I think that's, I think, you know, man, that can, they had all the right genetics, they had all the right stuff inside, but they didn't have the resistance from the outside. Right. They didn't have the pressure. They didn't have the tough stuff. They didn't have the difficulties. And, you know, they never developed that resilience. Yeah. You know, I think, man, if there's anything for us, for the church in this season is, man, we've needed, you know, I think actually, I hate to say it, but we've needed this season. Right. 
we've needed this past season to actually show us what is our strength in. Yeah. Where am I really, am I relying on just my strength? Am I relying on the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. in me? And we need pressure. We need resistance. We need storms. And, to, and if we respond rightly in those seasons, that's where we grow resilient. So how do you grow resilience? Well, I'm not going to talk a lot about strength, but strength is strength comes through added weight. Yeah. Being willing to not just offload and try to just be okay with being comfortable, you right, know, like right. you got to endure discomfort. If you're going to, if you're going to lift weights in the natural, it's not comfortable. Right. It's just not. And so you got to choose discomfort over comfort. And that doesn't mean you have to go chasing for comfort right. or discomfort because it's always out there, but it's easy to just opt for comfort. Right. And if we're going to go strong, we need to be able to handle the discomfort. That's but, good. but when it comes to flexibility, this is what I found about the yoga. Doing yoga, man, if you're going to get flexible, this is how you get flexible. A little bit consistently right. is better than a lot sporadically. Yes. Isn't that true? Very true. It's like if you do a little bit every day, you're doing better than doing, you know, you're better to off to do five minutes every day than doing one hour once a week. Right. Like it's just, it's a little bit more consistently. And so some of the daily stretches that can really be good for building emotional resilience in us, or even that flexibility right. in our soul, things like getting God's word in us daily. It's that daily stretch. And, and why? Well, we simply need that bigger story. We need to remind ourselves yeah. that there's this bigger story framing our life. You know, daily stretches like serving others. It gets us out of yeah, ourselves. It does. And you know, a really important one is the daily stretch of finding and making time for connection with other humans that is not business related. Yeah. That is just not, you know, just what, but to actually connect. And, you know, in a time where that's not possible, you might need to get creative. And what that looks like, as much as you hate Zoom, you might need to make some Zoom connections right. with right. humans. Tune in to the online location, yes. get on there. You know, and the other thing about about creating flexibility is you got to extend. You got to go beyond. It's like if you're going to stretch, I got to go beyond what I want to stretch. I know when I'm stretching my hamstrings, I got to pull that leg back beyond what I feel like I can do. And, you know, sometimes there's even things in our soul. If we're going to get flexible, we got to be able to extend beyond what we can do or what we think we can do. And, you know, doing more than what we think we can do, more handle more than what we think mm -hmm. we can. And, you know, stretching is about holding. It's about, it's not pump, pumping it. It's about holding. It's about getting a position and holding it. And that's where right. you start to get the stress. So, uh, you know, when it comes to the flexibility in our soul, hold your position. You want to hold your position in your relationships. Right. Hold your position in your friendships, in your marriage. Hold your position in church. Hold your position in, in the things of life that are important. Yeah. You know, just to end with this, I love this quote. Somebody said, they said, the enemy has lost the battle for our spirit. Right. So he's waging war on our soul. Wow, but it's good. so powerful, man. Mm -hmm. Let's resolve to grow emotional resilience in this coming year. That's good. Which brings me to the... The last three words, I'm just going to chuck three into one point here is resolve, reinforce, and restructure. Just rebuild so those areas of strength mm -hmm. in our life. And this is about our habits. We've talked yeah. a lot about habits in our last year. And mm -hmm. it's been something that just even in our own lives, we've just been seeking to just be very intentional about yeah. our daily habits, our weekly habits, and our routines. It's re-solve, yeah. resolve 
to not like grow weary, yeah, but keep really doing good. good. Not not get tired and, and, and give up on it. Just because habits don't always work quickly, it doesn't mean it's they're true. not working. Very true. <clears throat> it's just that some habits just don't work quickly. And mm. uh, let's face it, not all bad habits hurt us quickly and not all good so habits true. help us quickly. It's I so can, true. If <laughs> I eat a full pizza tonight, I will not have to go buy larger clothing tomorrow. Right. And if I go for a long run, tonight, yep. I will not be necessarily fit and strong tomorrow right. because of the one habit. But if I do it every day for a week or every, if I eat a pizza every day for a month, then <laughs> you will need new clothes. I will need new clothes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, most, most solutions take time to work. Most yeah, habits right. take most of the things, the formations and the practices that we, we do, they take time to work. And so in the new year, I'd like to just encourage us it's to really reinforce the good mm, and really just, good. you know, restructure our lives where, where yes. needed and just allow God to work in, in these areas. Galatians 6, 6, 9, at the right time, we will yeah. harvest a good crop yes. if we do not give up or quit. And, uh, you know, how do you get a good crop? Well, you sow good seeds. Yeah. If you want, if you're potato people, you put potatoes in the ground and you, and then you get to enjoy yes. French fries on, on your Friday night, family night. <laughs> Many of us know what the solutions to the challenges we're it's facing true. are. We know if, yeah. if we're struggling emotionally, mm. we, we tend to know the, the negative things that have been influencing us that yep. are causing that. We tend yep. to know what we've been watching hasn't yep. been feeding the right side of our soul. We, we also tend to know that by isolating ourselves, yeah. we're, actually, um, we're actually hurting our soul yes. by not being connected to yes. others. But there, there is, we still have, just because we know uh -huh. what the problem is, doesn't mean we're necessarily carrying out the practices right. that are going to bring the solution. Yeah. This is this is about implementing new solutions. So I, I wanna just end practical as, you know, here's some here's some really practical tips mm. for just impl Im implementing the re-solutions like in our That's lives. So the first is see it. We need to look forward into what will my life look like when the solution yes. is implemented? What will my life, so I'm looking, forward to a life where anxiety doesn't control mm -hmm. my, my thought life during the day. I'm looking forward mm -hmm. maybe to where my, my body and my physical health yeah. are feeling strong yeah. and healthy and I have energy for the yes. things that I want to do. Yeah. Look forward to the solutions. See it. See mm -hmm. the solutions. I'm looking forward to the strong and vibrant friendships when, yes. when we're allowed to hug and see each yes. other in person again. You know, it's, I'm looking forward, maybe it's financial. I'm looking forward yeah. to living life not under financial pressure or always behind uh, the eight ball financially, yeah. but in control. See the, see the, the positive result of change. Yeah. The second is specify it. And uh, the more specific you make your solutions, the more likely you are that you'll be able yeah. to carry them yes. out and continue them. Concrete and things. And concrete things. Yeah. In the book Atomic Habits, mm -hmm. it says, it, the author says this. He says, many people think they lack motivation when in fact what they lack is clarity. Oh, wow. That's and really good. So it's just like put definition to what you want. Yeah. You know, if you say, I want a vibrant spiritual life. Well, that's great. But everybody wants that. Yep. But what does that, what specifically? I will read my Bible before I scroll yes. on social media. Yeah. Like it's just very something good. very specific. specific. And the thing by making it specific is yeah. you make it achievable. Yeah. Uh, the third thing is schedule it. Just 
Put it on the schedule. There is true. something powerful about getting it on oh, the schedule. Reminders. Um, many solutions don't require our willpower. They just require our commitment. It's, and yeah. they just need to get on the schedule. And, so uh, you know, schedule. If, you need, if you're feeling weak in relationships, schedule yes. relational time. Have yeah. a standing appointment with yes. someone. It's like we will connect at such and such time yes. every week. Just yes. make things concrete yeah. schedule them and they happen it's really good and then uh, and the last is safeguard it mm, safeguard really it just get thing get the checks and balances in your life yeah. that safeguard you from basically i'm just going to negative energy people feel depressed in direct proportion to the amount of time they spend on yeah. social media yeah. and it's it's this is no longer just conjecture this is scientifically verified yeah. fact that the the longer you spend there the less the less you're going to feel good about life mm -hmm. and so guard how much time you spend there yeah. let, let me finish with this I love final it. encouragement you know 2020 has been a challenging mm -hmm. year but it doesn't have to be a bad year right it can be it, for for us it can be a path and it's almost like a signpost oh, forward to yes. say really you know there are better days ahead yeah. and yes. and that you know god's never God's never looked at this year and said, whoops, didn't see that coming. You know? So true. And he can use what this year has, has yeah. been yeah. for something great and profound, yeah. not just in us as uh, individuals, but in us as a church yes. and also in us as a society. So yes. And uh, James, he said to the church that he said, count it pure joy when you go through difficult situations, not because of the mm. difficulty, but because of what the difficulties yeah, do really and good. what they have the potential yeah. to do in you and in your life. He says, he, he compares it to the refining of your faith, which is more precious than gold. Wow. That you can, wow. you can end up with something mm. more precious than gold in your life. Something Incredible. basically saying you can end up with something money could never give you. Yes. And so that good. prosperity can never give yeah. you. And that's, that's depth yeah. and substance of your character. And I want to, I want to pray for you before we conclude and uh, pray that 2021, yeah. we get to say a new year, that it'll be the best year of yes. your life. So let's yes. pray. Father, I thank you mm. that you yeah. have so much that you want to do in, in each of our lives mm. and in those watching today that you, you have never left us. You've never yeah. forsaken us. And you mm. your plan is good. You're, mm. You have plans to bring us into your purpose. And you have plans to establish your kingdom in our hearts and in our lives. And Father, as we as we approach this year ahead, I pray that we would not be comfortable, yeah. but that we would we would allow uh, the hunger of this last year, the, the, yeah. the awareness of what's yes. been missing, to allow us to hunger for the greater things that you have mm -hmm. uh, for our lives. And Father, for those that that are watching now that don't know you we just mm -hmm. we just pray that they would come to know and experience you in this season and if you're if you're watching right now and you've maybe never prayed a prayer saying yes to jesus or a prayer saying yes to to his purpose you know he has a purpose for your life and that purpose first of all is not a job to complete <laughs> that purpose is a person that he has for you to mm -hmm. become and we very simply just give him permission to lead us yeah. and then we say yes to follow him yeah. so if you want to you want to pray that prayer i'm going to pray this right now and you can just pray along mm -hmm. with me 
as I pray. Father, I invite you into my life. And Jesus, I want your purpose for my life. I want your purpose, not just for the, the tasks that I'm going to carry out, but the person that you've designed me to become. I want that person. I want that person that's not filled with anxiousness or fear or, or, or trapped by the world around me, but that has been experiences the freedom in life that comes only from you and from your presence. I invite you into my life now, and I ask you to change and transform me in Jesus' name. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.